I'm Chloe Potter, and this is Vision Vibes, the podcast that brings you stories from all walks of life. Today's guest is American dancer David Leventhal. David was born a dancer, first exploring figure skating, then ballet, and then modern dance. Over time, we all find our own way to experience heightened awareness, greater presence, and maybe even moments of transcendence. David's way has always been through dance. It's a portal for him, and he views it as a fundamental form of creative expression. After a career as a professional dancer, David now runs a unique dance program in New York. The program seeks to bring the joy and the transformative effect of dance to people living with Parkinson's disease. Parkinson's is a neurodegenerative disorder and symptoms include physical tremors, impaired balance, disrupted speech and slowed movement. The dance classes that David and his colleagues offer are free and they help to improve his students' quality of life in all sorts of ways. Dance is good for people with Parkinson's on a number of different levels. I tend to think about four areas. Number one is physical. We see beneficial impacts on balance, functional mobility, um, gait, tremor, facial expression. Uh, and, And these are really fundamental elements that affect many, many people with Parkinson's. Then there's what I would call the cognitive elements. There's more and more evidence in the research to show that dance is really good for us cognitively. We have to think about patterns. We have to think strategically about choreographic problems that come up. How do I move forward? How do I move backward? How do I move around somebody? So that kind of problem solving challenges our brains. And as we age, we need to do more of that to keep keep our cognitive function. The third element is expressive. I think about Parkinson's as an anti-theatrical condition. It robs you of the ability to express big ideas with your body. It takes away vocal projection. It takes away enunciation. Dance gives back the power of expression. How can I express myself through my body? How can I get out of the, the very internal Parkinson's posture and Think about myself as a performer. Think about myself as projecting my movements to others. And finally, the social environment. In Parkinson's, you often lose your social networks. You lose connections with work colleagues. You're not working anymore. you're, You're feeling ambivalent about going out into social settings because you feel awkward in your body. You're not comfortable there. So to be in a space where you're welcome, you have a sense of belonging, and you get to connect with others has a deep social benefit of knowing that you're part of a community. Parkinson's is a situational condition. What I mean by that is when you change the situation, when you change the prompt, you often can help somebody move in a way that they otherwise can't. So a great example is that sometimes in class we see sort of in between exercises, people experience freezing. It's like their feet are stuck on the floor and they they just can't take that next step. Well, we have a couple techniques that can help people start to shift their weight. One is a very strong rhythm. That external cue of a rhythmic prompt 
can help somebody entrain their movement to that rhythm and start to move. Um, an image can help too. Or dancing across from somebody, making eye contact with them, and starting to march with them so they actually mirror their movements to you. All of those are, they're very strong external inputs, and that's exactly what's helpful for people with Parkinson's who are often, often having trouble accessing that internal automaticity. We are driven by the goal of transformation, but the transformation is much more momentary. It's about transforming someone's experience right now in that space for that day. And knowing that next week, their Parkinson's might be a little worse. And so you kind of have to start again. How can we transform your experience right now, today? And to be honest, that's the same thing that I'm going for as a performer. As a performer, I'm saying, how can I make this magical? How can I make this moment as transcendent as I can? And in class, I want participants to feel that for themselves. They're not performing, per se, but I want them to feel that spark of um, heightened awareness, heightened uh, communication that happens in the dance setting. So the challenge, of course, is that although people's Parkinson's progresses, they do become better dancers over time. I do see people becoming more confident, more musical, more engaged even as they struggle with the trajectory of a neurodegenerative condition. Coming together to dance creates a community for these people and helps to prevent the isolation that can come with a restrictive diagnosis like Parkinson's. It's a disease that can leave people leaving less and less like themselves. It doesn't seem to be an exaggeration to say that the dance the music, the lead movement, hands them back their humanity, their power to create art. It connects them to one another, creating that all-important sense of belonging. And it helps physically too, reducing injuries from falls and boosting confidence. Instead of turning inwards under the burden of their Parkinson's, David and his team help these people to learn something new, to discover a new part of themselves. I've been practicing yoga for many years, and the way David describes what dance can do reminds me of what yoga does for me. It's beautiful to explore stillness, to find another level of awareness. It's such a gift, particularly if you're experiencing pain or facing challenges in life. David describes the special moments that he gets to witness. It's sometimes like bird watching. It's only when you take a moment of stillness to see and really listen that you see incredible things happen. And that's what I see every day in the Dance for PD program is the reminder of how fundamental dance and the arts are to our human experience and also to the sense of transforming through challenges. My goal personally is to be present in as many moments of joy in this program and more broadly as I can. I think there is so much challenge and so much pain 
in the world and in the journey with Parkinson's, that if we can find those bubbles of joy and celebrate them, then we have achieved our goal. It says, there are no patients, there are only dancers. This is a quote from one of our students. What I love about it is that it captures the essence of the Dance for PD program. While the rest of the world sees our participants as patients, we see our participants as dancers, filled with possibility, filled with freedom, filled with the potential of artistic exploration, and seeing themselves, we hope, at least in the studio, as dancers, capable of learning new things, capable of trying uh, creative opportunities that are available to them. We are frequently given labels in life. Some labels are given to us at a very young age, and if we're not careful, these labels can limit us. In his classes, David's students aren't treated as patients. They're free to be whoever they are that day, in that moment, free to express themselves however they wish, and to fully feel whatever they are feeling. I think there's magic in that. And if I could, I would gift that opportunity to everyone. I wonder what labels you could choose to let go of. I wonder what it is that sets you free. And I wonder if you can find a way to have more of that in your life. That's it for this episode. If you enjoyed this one, you might also enjoy listening to choreographer Bill T. Jones. And if you'd like to see David dancing with his students, head to the NHK World website to watch. I'm Chloe Potter. Join us next time for more mind-expanding stories on Vision Vibes.